Welcome to the Young Artists Podcast, when young artists take center stage. I'm your host, Natalia, and this is the place where we dive deep into the minds and works of emerging artists, exploring their unique perspectives and creative journeys. Enjoy! Hello, art enthusiasts, and welcome to another episode of Young Artists Podcast. I'm your host, Natalia, and today I'm thrilled to start the conversation with Simran Kaur. Hello. Hi. <laughs> nice to have you. Simran is a passionate photographer based in London whose work transcends the conventional realms of the lens. And could you please introduce your practice? What do you work with? What are, are your favorite themes? And how do you approach photography? All right, that's a long story. <laughs> I have to start with that. Um, I was born and raised in Italy and my heritage is Indian. And most of my um, art practices came from what I learned in Italy pretty much because yeah. I had lots of, um, um, I grew up around lots of art thematics and understanding and values about arts and all that so like actually studying art as a like theory and then mm -hmm. going more as one to practice so like on Saturdays we would have like a small day of like having classes before just based on theory like on book and then in the afternoon um, we would have like, more practical stuff like collages and whatever uh, which was also really interesting to do um, I think in a way art did also shape my own understanding of the world mm -hmm. so definitely I think that um, did make me into what I am today yeah. but also my own heritage um, did play a big role because I'm Punjabi I'm Indian uh, as the north, northern part right of India yeah Punjab. oh you know yeah. that yeah. look at you <laughs> <laughs> that's cool ah okay so yeah my heritage did play a long big part um, in my own creativity because I've been always inspired by colors. Colors are a big thing in my own heritage, but also personally. Mm -hmm. I have a big, um, I'm a big fan of the color blue. I feel like the color blue has so many things to say. I, I think a lot of people will not understand this, but um, I think it just depends on how you see colors, you know, how different mm -hmm. people have different uh, spectrums of colors. What you know? is it about blue for you? For me, um, yeah. I mean, personally, blue for me, I was meant different types of emotion depending on what circumstances and uh, positions you put it in and how like you showcase it in your pictures and also when I see the color blue I can see tendentially multiple tones instead of just blue you know mm -hmm. it's not just blue for me for me it's like oh there is this blue that is that blue then there's this other blue then there's also this blue that is purple too but it's a bit turquoise as well yeah so that like this kind it's of interesting when you mention your heritage because I'm having this conversation with Ricardo a lot about the color blue mm. because if when you're in Italy the sky is so blue you have blue everywhere it's here blue. in London the sky is gray so like there's not much blue but when you mention your heritage like blue I think it's a huge it's a, part it's a yeah. big blue thing I, I think as well like um, if you think about it in Asia as well still blue is a big thing because mm -hmm. blue um, like if you go to Indian markets is actually if you go buy a sari and it's blue um, I don't know in your areas I'm just looking at those people that are also Indian like me but in my area at least where I come from in India buying a sari that is blue costs more than buying a sari that is pink tendentially because the blue color doesn't it's not natural you know like it's, it's yeah. natural but it's not like fully natural and then if it's natural it's gonna take them ages to actually make the blue color like mm -hmm. the indica extracting the indica from the plants and all that and i think there's also a procedure i think uniqlo does that Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, they, they work with like indigo colors to make some of their pants and all that, which I have at home. I love them. Yeah. And um, then we're like, 
you know, extracting indigo is not easy, as I say, and that's also why the cost internationally is more if it's natural. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't cost a lot, apparently, it's not as natural. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know that much about it, but that's something fun. I want to know more about because I'm like, the blue color is really interesting to study itself. But yeah, um, I do agree. The sky is bluer. <laughs> uh, people say we all stand in the same sky, but I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that either. I think nah. in London it's not true. <laughs> no, we, we live in another world. This is not This is not the same world. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, so this is how it feels do you feel like you like draw more from the Italian upbringing or from the Indian heritage? Oh, both, definitely. Both. Yeah. If it what was, are the uh, elements? Okay, so I, I think from the Italian part, it would be more like artistic things, so like understanding the lighting and paintings. Mm -hmm. uh, like my professor was obsessed with lighting in paintings, like so obsessed that he made us study it so much. Yeah. Uh, it's so much imprinted in my brain that um, when I see lighting things, like even now outside I'm looking at the window in front of me, it's interesting to me because I'm seeing like where the light falls inside a building and how is it outside and how is that juxtaposition making this, that and this. Yeah. And like it's making you think about a story behind all that, you know. And then you think about, I don't know, like Caravaggio, most simple example, everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much I'm just doing that so everyone knows what I'm talking about. But when I talk about lighting and painting, um, I mean, lighting is really amazing. Like if you, if, for example, if you take out Caravaggio's lighting for some of this painting, it doesn't make sense, does it? It would be just dark, maybe bitch or mm -hmm. something. Um, but it would take out a lot of the story because it's not dramatic and it's not giving yeah. anything extra to the viewer to feel, mm -hmm. you know? Well, I feel like adding lighting, light just does so much in photography as much as in painting and as much in real life as well so if you see it as like you take inspiration from real life and then you depict it in photography by recreating it with artificial lighting that's a good challenge to put you on yourself as a creative i think and that's what i do i love mm -hmm. doing that and also i love um when my pictures looked really pictorial so there is this movement called pictorialism in photography which is where photography tendency starts looking like art pieces and that's something I um, started doing in some of my work, not all of it, but there's some work where I love making sure that my model maybe is so much blended into the background that it just looks so, you know, as a painting, like really old paintings. Is it portraits. the metamorphosis? Oh, something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of them. So tell me about this project. The Metamorphosis. Yes. Yeah, so um, I love that project. I feel like that has been one of my biggest projects ever did. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason is because I've been sitting around just waiting for the perfect desire to come to me. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why. Because I, I like House of Alvin, they're amazing. They have been doing so much stuff and now they're like here and there doing things and renting clothes and like... It's so good and I can't wait to shoot their, their other stuff because their stuff is so couturial and I have so many ideas to do with them. Like mm -hmm. as a creative director, I do, I have to say that I think those are the best designers I've ever met until now. <laughs> and um, it was nice to work with them. But um, yeah, so I had the idea to do the shoot for a really long time. So this goes back to when I probably was like 70, 60, something like that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm 22, so that was many years ago, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was many years ago. Um, so I always had the idea, the mood board was just sitting there in my computer, you know, dying and all that, just like taking some mold and dust. And I just didn't know what to do with it because I... So the mood board. Yeah. The, to create a photogra photography that would 
resemble like an art piece, right? Mm. That was the idea. Yeah, it's pretty much in the mood board. I had these ideas of like kind of... How do you create a mood board? Oh yeah, I mean, it's quite simple, at least for me. But the first thing I do is, I don't put a title. The title just comes after. Mm -hmm. But what I do is just like, um, if I... It just comes before the mood board. So for this, the metamorphosis, why I, want, I wanted to do that project is because I always loved butterflies. Yeah. But also because when I went to the VNA, when I first came to this country, when I was around 14, 15, I went to the VNA after my birthday, and that's when I was 15. And um, I went to see, I forgot the butterfly's name, unfortunately, but it's a brooch made out of diamonds. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's positioned in the jewelry section of the VNA. And you know the Vienna is quite big, so it's impossible to actually visit all of it in one yeah. day. But yeah. But there's a beautiful jewelry yeah. section. And yeah. also I've been always inspired by Tim Walker and he did this exhibition, a massive one, which I oh, went to see. Oh, at Yeah. I saw it as well I a few years it. ago, right? Yeah, I was in my first year of uni. My, my teacher brought me that and that made me understand how vast is the world of fashion and how much you can yeah, connect it with art. Yeah. I think he, he does a great job in this area of connecting like artworks and like making the photographs into artworks yes like, definitely i love them like the yeah. pieces he made with tilda swinton i will never forget the exhibition you know why yeah, because it was immersive as hell because like you i never went to an exhibition that was as that immersive and even now i go to many exhibitions i can't i can't forget it it's impossible impossible yeah, to forget yeah, yeah. that is in my mind but definitely um so that Team Walker exhibition also helped me to understand more about fashion and all that, but also understanding that I need to improve myself in terms of making mood boards and concept. <laughs> but definitely seeing that little butterfly and how the light was hitting the different diamonds and making this rainbow color in my phone was something that triggered my brain. My brain was like, I need to recreate that lighting somehow. Yeah. Um, not not even the, the, the shininess. I don't care about that. What I care about is that colors how do you capture the colors how do you make them and that's how lighting comes in handy so what I did is just researching what type of photography I wanted then lighting you know um, who I wanted in a team and things like that you know the makeup what type of makeup I want and then maybe so time. every one of these pieces is in the mood board um, the makeup side. Yeah, you put makeup, yes, you put yes. like type of lighting. Yes, yes, because that's what creative direction does in photography mm -hmm. as well. But it's also my own production, if you think yeah. about it. So I'm doing three things in one, uh, yeah. basically. I'm wondering, you know, because for example, for painting, it's not a thing to do a mood board, right? Oh, yeah. It's but really I know not. it is you for styling. Yeah, yeah, I can sketch, but for styling, like fashion styling, you do a mood board. Yeah. I think it and might also, be quite similar, but I have no idea. Also, in, in photography, um, I mean, when I do my mood board before pitching them to magazines, once I have a team, I always ask for some consultation. So I just be like, if you think this will actually work or not, mm -hmm. because, you know, it also depends on that. And also depends on what type of model you're going to get. Because you're not going to get like, oh, yeah, okay. So if the hairstyle in the mood board is like long and you're doing big stuff, you can't get a model with short hair. That's not going to work out yeah. unless you do like wigs and all that. And then you need to change the mood board, which is not a problem. But I'm just saying sometimes it's also good to either, either, either maybe you just get a model and then you think about how to work around the model. Or maybe you make the mood board and then you change it after you got mm -hmm. the model because you'd be like, okay, we can just do this and that instead, which is not too bad still. Um, but pretty much that idea just came from that singular thing I saw. And after that, I just waited.
I had to wait because I, I didn't know what to do with it. So in Metamorphosis, did the idea come from the mood board or was it the, formed around the no, model? No, no, no. As I say, the idea came from the jewelry that I saw in the V&A. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah but I what that. I mean is, like, did it change when you actually saw the model or it no, stayed the same? It stayed the same. Mm-hmm. It stayed the same. My my good team made it work. Okay. They, they knew that, that this can't be changed yeah. because I have been working on it for ages. Because mm-hmm. like, even though I've been sitting down on my computer, there were times where I would go back to it and change things. Because every time, every year, I was learning something new. So of course yeah. that would change. But none of those years I met these designers. So I don't know. Um, I mean, by then, like when I told them this story, it was a bit crazy because it was like, well, I guess it's meant to be or something. I don't know. <laughs> but like, um, they were really like, oh, this is actually really interesting, you know. Um, and when I emailed them, they were like, well, we really want to do this, you know. We we had uh, we booked a small studio because we didn't have a lot of money by then. But um, we did the shoot. They brought the pieces and. Uh, it, it was amazing because the, the, I was, oh my God, this is actually so big. Like, I didn't realize um, what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize what a big thing I was actually doing. Um, and also my stylist was so, like, shocked. She was, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, she had to bring two, two assistants with her because we needed a lot of help to put the clothes mm-hmm. on. Um, I think one thing that went only down, which always happens, is shoot. In this case, was the model was being a bit more, like, uh, being difficult, I would say. Yes. Okay. There was in a what lot. way? In what way? She sent it. So basically, my lovely makeup artist, um, she's amazing. And also my hairstylist who made these amazing wigs that you can see in the pictures. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Um, she was part of the um, of the Glow Up series in... Um, I, f- I forgot the channel name, but like she, they were part of that, which was really crazy as well. Um, and she won it as well. So I was quite happy about that. Um, but pretty much the model, uh, she didn't, she, she was like, when we told her, we're going to do like f- at least like three, four makeup. And then she was like, full makeup, it's not paid. And I'm like, mate, but we sent it, like my casting director, when I called her about it, she was so shocked and angry about her because she didn't know, like she would be in this way. So she had to talk to the, to the agency as well. And it was such a like, because then the agency kept emailing me saying, sorry, la la la. And I was like... I would just say it's fine, I guess. But in the end, yeah. it was like one day of work? or Yeah, one day of work. We just did that in one day. But it was such a funny situation. But I think that is when you start understanding how to react in those situations during set. I'm used to this kind of thing, so I react... I don't react. I just yeah. I just be like, yeah, this is fine. I don't care. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. keep going my doing my thing. But um, of course, like then my hairstylist was trying her best to support my makeup artist because she's she was way younger to all of us. Mm-hmm. And she was the smallest in the group as well. So I mean, there is this thing that people say, oh yeah, it doesn't matter what age you are. No, it actually does. It does because like that um, that amount of time you lived here, you start understanding things, you know, and in different yeah, also ages. Dealing with pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. like the, it's different, man. Right? Like she, she was probably like around eighteen, something like that. You know, by then I was probably twenty one, something like that. So um, it, it it's a bit different, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you grew up in different things. You have maybe less experience in this, more experience in that. 
So my hairstyle was trying her best to support my makeup party. My makeup party was amazing to her. Like the way she says things and she's like just reassuring the model. She was like, yeah, I mean, they do an amazing work. I trust my my team. Mm-hmm. This is a trustworthy team for sure. Especially my stylist. Uh, she's amazing. She's from Birmingham. <laughs> she comes down to do shoots and editorials. And I really appreciate that. From uh, Birmingham? Yeah. Oh, that's Quite a way. <laughs> yeah, I, I took the train to go there to do a test shoot for a model agency recently. It was cold. I was dying. I, I, I couldn't believe to my eyes. I was like, oh my God, I want to go home. I was like, oh, devastated, I think, in a way. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, she comes every time. Yeah, and she does that every time. And like, this is like three hours by train and two hours by car, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But it's just crazy. But that shoot went so amazing. And I was happy regardless of whatever that model was thinking we didn't really care we just kept going because yeah. she she was just uh, um, judging things you know she would judge the uh, the wigs then my hairstyle is made that she would judge the makeup uh, the palettes mm-hmm. you know when actually the team is amazing and I'm like I don't see any issues in this clearly her ego just took over her I guess see. yeah in a way and then she kind of ordered me to get her a soup and I was like <laughs> so how do yeah. you deal with this sort of like uncomfortable or um, difficult situations that would put you under pressure well, during, during the day? Well, during the shoot, if they say something to me, like once I had a stylist saying, you're being stressful, Simran. And I was like, how? Because I just I just told you, literally, because she asked me, what do you think? And I told her what I, t- I throw. <laughs> and then she was like that. And I was like, well, definitely I'm not working with you again, because that was not the first time she was being yeah. like that you know and and i was like, i'm not gonna do that again that's it and you just don't reply doing that you just keep working because you know you need to keep rolling yeah, someone paid for the studio you don't of need course. to waste time so i'm like i just do it do you feel like that word of fashion is a little bit fake like oh it people, is people would say <laughs> fake, fake thing to each other instead yeah of being, like, they brutally do. honest they do they do i used i used to have a good friend and now we're not friends anymore for no. multiple reasons <laughs> but i'm glad we're not because in a way i think we were um in a sort of toxic relationship friendship thing because um it was not doing good for me mentally and probably not for them as well in a way um i think just because we had different values and understanding of this world which is fine i don't mind i feel like being hated is a good thing as well it's not bad as people think like this in what way in what way i mean yeah. um tendentially you know like not everyone will love you or like you in this world so that's fine you just keep rolling and do your thing mm-hmm. you know you can't just keep running behind people that don't like you what's the matter with that i mean i don't really care to be honest yeah. it's like why should i be around people that don't even invite me to things i'm not doing that if you're not invited don't go you know yeah. that kind of thing yeah you can never please like everybody yeah I, sure. I don't have time to do that okay right? let's come back to your creative ideas oh, yeah. sorry <laughs> you were talking that you are super inspired by light oh yeah uh, you did the project lumen about light oh yeah recently i did that that was a good campaign uh, but before i finish um metamorphosis was yes. also um after that was featured in vanilla issue and glitch magazine which was really good um and then um, it went into this magazine called Shift Magazine because actually it would be a good step up, which my good uh, um, 
uh, we're, we're not friends because I just I just know them, but I guess friends in a way because we, we did link up quite often in London fashion, but we don't actually really meet because we're too busy anyway. Mm-hmm. But if we do, it's a good energy, so I do say it's a friend. Um, they're amazing. Her name is Late, and um, I was like, you know, I would like to feature this work in Shift because I feel like this designers needs like someone to put them a bit more up. Yeah. And she works with a bit bigger magazines, but they have their own little magazine rolling up, and I was like, we can start maybe with that. And um, then I had like a few emails receiving from a designer saying, oh my gosh, we can't believe what you did. This is so amazing. We love the work and we will work again with you. And then they went off. They just were doing big things. And I was like, cool. this is so cool. That's and, great. And I, I deeply inside, I feel so proud of my team. Like mm-hmm. seeing how, how many people around me went here and this, did this and that. And then also me, myself, I'm like, this is just working so well. And I'm like, oh, I have my own little community thing. Do you always work with the same team? Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel like in a way I do. Mm-hmm. Maybe there will be some people that are different. I, do, I try to diversify. But when it comes to editorials, I try to work with some people that I already know. And then some people that I don't. Because sometimes, if it's a big editorial, you stay in that until probably eight or more. Um, maybe you want some people that you know. Mm-hmm. Because you never know. There, there might be times where the pressure just gets too much, and there will be times in between where you where you're having a break, and maybe you want to talk to someone about something a bit more personal. Yeah, that happens. I, see, I, see, yeah. I think that's it's human. the whole day, right? Yeah, work. and it's kind of human as well, you know. While in campaigns, for me, it's a bit more different. It's not stressful. I never felt felt any stress in campaigns or lookbooks. It's really easy to shoot, in my opinion, because it's more like, well, I have that idea, I just do it, and the team is really small, because it's just maybe, well, the design, makeup artist, hairstyling, nail artist, one model or two, and mm-hmm. yourself, you know, and it's a chill day, and it's just that. But in editorial, it's so specific, because then you need to make sure that what you gave to the magazine, the mood boys, what it turns out like, you know. Um, so it's like, okay, I need to look at the picture again, yeah. making sure if I have this, great, now we change look, then we do. So what is exactly the difference between shooting editorial and lookbook? Um, okay, so lookbooks and campaigns are more like commercial work, so of mm-hmm. course more paid. Um, and then editorials are more for like magazines. Of course you can put your campaign as well in magazines, but um, I know that most magazines, they ask for money. You know, because that's advertorial and kind of like adding pages to their own printing and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I mean, different magazines do different things. Let's yeah. say that, you know, like it's not like a common rule. Everyone do their own thing. As I say, you know, all of us have different rules and way of doing. Yeah. So editorials is like you need to at least have like six, eight looks for the magazine to accept them. Different makers, different hair. Well, for campaign, there are times where I had only one look mm-hmm. of hair one makeup and that's it you know really easy and um i mean of course sometimes maybe it would be two or one or three you know then um it would be for jewelry you know it, it's a bit more easy i think shooting jewelry has been easier for me i love shooting jewelry brands i love that i feel like there's so much to play around with rings necklaces and mm-hmm. all that like so much to explore that has been um forgotten from the 80s because I saw so many amazing things that photographers used to do in the 80s um I have like this Pinterest board that is pretty much old as as hell like there's yeah. nothing new in it it's like so much old inspiration stuff that's so and I'm like ah, oh, like either I try to kind of recreate it or like I take the idea but then I change it you know I do it my own way um so things like that so make it interesting because I feel like as well campaigns for jewelry has been really uh, sometimes it's too simple, it's not interesting, it's not capturing the person, it's not 
it's not giving the feeling to the person why why should the client buy it if uh, it's not meaning anything in a way mm -hmm. you know like or maybe it's just looking beautiful okay cool but if a brand is not working towards just looking beautiful that of course you need to do a shoot in a different way you know yeah you, it's not about oh yeah let's make it look cool and all that um but yeah, of course, then designers, they can come up with like, what, 16 look, and then you need to shoot all of them. Um, but that can be like in two days or in one, depending on how long is it. But as I said, most of the time, um, uh, but until now, let's see what happens next year. <laughs> uh, um, I didn't have lots of like makeup or hair changes, to be honest. It's more about the, the clothes changes, maybe a bit changing the light, but not too much. Yeah less stressful I would say as well because you have the designer next to you so they know how to direct you and do things mm -hmm. so it's like okay maybe this and that now okay so in yeah. your shoots who is the boss uh, is it you me? or yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it depends you know like uh, there were times where I was doing the creative direction but there was also a second creative director with me and sometimes it's also like maybe the small team it's just working on it so no one is really the boss but there, were, there are times where you go to a shoot and you know that people that maybe chop too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's fine, you know. But then you need to make sure that you take the power on it. They'll be like, okay, let's do this now. You know, let's get this done. Otherwise, we're going to be late, you yeah, know. Sure. Um, so you need to be the boss sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there are times where you can just be chilled and all that. Um, but yeah, I feel like editorials are definitely more difficult to shoot. I know some people did tell me, oh, like, campaigns are a bit more difficult to shoot. But in my opinion, my personal experiences, for now... I didn't find any difficulties in shooting a campaign. Even when I do videography, mm -hmm. no problems with that. Never. I think the only problem would be when I'm shooting outdoor. That's the problem. You never know in this country. Yeah. It's like raining, maybe. One day it's like the storm, or I don't know, it could snow or something. Um, things like that. But I always make it work. That's my job anyway. So you need to make it work. <laughs> yeah, that things like that, yeah. Um, I feel like that's a good thing as well to talk about. Um, if things happen during shoots, you know, but... You just need to make it work. Yeah, you can't. But I think it might. I hope it might like positively influence the shoot. Like oh, it you does. become more creative. Oh, that's oh, it makes there's that. obstacles and you need yeah, to overcome them. It, it, it's like playing uh, what Mario Kart, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like you know trying to get all the things, and then uh, um, pretty much you have the obstacles and you're trying to like jump them off and whatever. Yeah. And, and that's that's the fun part. I, I love when things happen. They shoot. I'm like, okay, let's do this. You know. Like I had a shoot where they kicked us kicked us out of the studio because there was a clashing with another booking for oh one hour, so we stayed one hour in this corridor just chatting shit and thinking about how to shoot next time. So like after this, how we shoot, and we were like, okay, they gave us one hour thirty minutes. I was like, I can do this. I did shoot. It's so little. I don't mind because I it, like before you said that you stayed till eight and yeah. now you have like one hour. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, because we were already shooting for like three hours and now yeah. it was supposed to be only a four hour shoot because there were not a lot of looks. Mm -hmm. So it was really chill. But then this girl came and was like, oh, I think there was some misunderstandings. I was like, what the hell? I was like, okay, I'm not gonna fight this. I'm just gonna, we're just gonna go in the corridor and think about what to do. So I was like, guys, I already did shooting one hour. I did a shooting one hour. It's possible. Yeah. You just need to be really smart and strategic. The makeup was almost done. She just need to retouch the cheeks. 10 minutes. Hair, 
was very simple anyway so i was like this is possible this is not an editorial anyway it's a campaign remember that super simple hair super simple makeup mm-hmm. so it's not about that it's about me so i was like okay i'm gonna put this lighting then we're gonna have this flowers this set we're gonna do this full body half shot portrait next outfit full body half shot portrait and then a little video and then we're done we need to pack up in 20 minutes and get out Mm. We did that cool. <laughs> on time. So yeah. you, you are the boss. <laughs> yeah, I guess yes. <laughs> you have to be sometime, you know, like if everyone is panicking and you're the only one not panicking, pull up the idea. Yeah, you need to be the do. one. Sometimes maybe it could be someone else instead. It could not even be me. It could be the makeup artist as well, you know. Yeah. Like sometimes people will be like, oh yeah, okay, no, wait, Simra is fine. We can do this, this and that. It will be okay. I'm like, yes, that's cool. Let's yeah. do that. Someone yeah. needs to be motivated. Yeah. So, Lumen. Oh yeah, Lumen. Oh, okay. Uh, recently, light inspired. Yeah, editorial. You know Lumen. What does yeah. it mean? I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> um, I love the word Lumen. It's been in my dictionary, I guess, mm-hmm. for a really long time. Uh, I used them multiple times in the past to do little projects when I was thirteen and all that. I used to do more still life stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in photography, so I would call some of my projects Lumen, or um, because I did study some of Latin in uh, Italy. <laughs> I know, uh, but I was kind of forced to study it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like you went to school, and I was like, okay, now you need to study this extra class after school. I'm like, this is gonna be terrible. And then it happens to inspire your project like, yeah. years later. <laughs> so like, I had this project called Somnium, mm-hmm. um, which means dreams. And uh, um, that was ages ago. That was my, um, I did a project my second year of uni called Somnium. So it was more, more about like dreams and how like, um, you know, sometime um, a dream can recur in reality in some sort of ways. Mm. It's like your dream did cause you to think that somehow there's a connection to reality because whatever you dream is essentially random informations you have in your brain you know and they're not like um they're not like literally put in in place so it's like number one is not number one instead it's like number 10 and then number 10 comes first so it's all confusing but then when it comes to real life and you wake up and do all your things every day and then there are things that oh wait a second this match to my dream Something like that. That's the approach I did. I don't remember a lot about it, to be honest, yeah. because we did it during COVID and it was really rushed as well. I didn't like it. And in the end of the day, I just forgot about it. And I was like, oh, it was a cool concept, but I don't really care about it anymore, to be honest. Um, but yeah, definitely like studying Latin did also help me to um, understand more about words, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking Italian is interesting. To know where Italian comes from. You speak and English, where. Italian. Yeah, and Punjabi. And Punjabi. Yeah, I did learn Spanish as well, so yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to learn now um, Chinese because. Oh, that's ambitious. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. it's good to learn languages. I do that. I have my classes yeah. and all that. Yeah, I'm school a bit difficult, but uh, yeah, Lumen got recently featured in the Dazed club spotlight mm-hmm. i don't know if you say that and they posted it on their instagram and then they posted it on the article i mean the fun fact about that is that the, when that happened i was in my house doing nothing my phone was off because i wanted to focus on emailing <laughs> people yeah. and then my friend presented herself to the door because she lives only five minutes away and she loved taste and she's not even a creative yeah but she loves taste and she was like 
Like she called me a couple of times. She said, I called you 20 times. You didn't reply. So I had to come to your house to check if you're okay. <laughs> and then I was like, mate, what happened? And she's like, you didn't look at Instagram. I'm like, I, my phone is, is turned off. I'm working, you know, <laughs> doing emails and editing yeah. on my computer before I go to do my shoot. And I was like, you need to check this. Oh, that's really cool. I like, got features. Like, that's not really cool. That's amazing, Simra. You need to be proud of yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, like well, maybe yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most of the time I said that if some of my posts where I never I did some workshops and then I post about them there are times where I post when I write about personal stuff and I think it's also a good way to relate a bit more with people around you and your community you built on Instagram mm-hmm. um, because in I think that's the problem sometimes also with some brands you know as a creative director I came to understand one thing that people have been doing wrong is just being about all about visual and aesthetic and less about the story and being a person mm-hmm. um, there's one thing that I always said and this is also a thing that I say to Shell that is from he's from Dazed um, he works there hi Shell mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I said um, it's about being more of a human and less of a robot mm-hmm. nowadays so like understanding how to be a human again yeah. yeah, so I try to do that because that what that is what grounds me down to earth and makes me do what I do now. You know, um, it what makes. What do you me... mean by that in photography? In photography, yeah. well, it's not just photography. It's more about as well creative direction. It's general mm-hmm. knowledge, and it can relate to anything. But it's more about being nice. You know, like understanding, like empathy, mm-hmm. and not being a dickhead. I guess. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. also about like um, you know, I feel like. I used to assist a lot of people last year, as I said, and um, some of the people I assisted, I don't think they were, like, they were photographers, and some of them, they were not really, they they were not really nice to the models, you know, the way they talked and told them to do things, and I'm like, this is not how it should be, and also with the team, like, super cool, detached, it's not like this, you know, you need to be human you need to be a human yeah. you're not a robot just to do it you know that just to get famous you need to have a goal in, in, in that like what is your purpose if you're doing it for the fame just don't do it then please get out of this because like i don't like that i have mm-hmm. to be like ages ago i would be like oh yeah i don't mind do whatever you want no i do mind actually because that's what ruins some of the things in this industry mm-hmm. people that just want to get famous and want to just you know, go in the letter and be like, yeah. I slayed. I'm like, no, you didn't slay at all. Because now you're a, a person that is not a person at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be that. I'm like, fame is good, yes. But like, until where is going to get you that? You know, like, yeah. you have a life. You're a person. You have emotions. Did you put any of your emotions in your work? No, you never did. Some people are like that. So and also like some brands are like this that. This rage for fame makes people like the crazy as well. The emotions yeah. and from the creative ideas. It's just fame. And I think it also detaches people from understanding other people. Like they don't they're not gonna try to understand your perspective. They're just gonna keep on going on their own line and become like horses. You know when they put the thing and they just keep going straight. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just become like a horse, just keep yeah. going straight. Just you don't the look goal like that. And that's it. Yeah, just that goal of you seeing on the top and everything on the bottom. Mm. That's the thing. Some people are like that. I met them. I worked with some of these people and I will never do it again. Mm. I don't want that. It's such a bad energy to be around. And also, in a way, it makes you feel bad because it's like I can feel it on my shoulders that you're just here because you want this and this. You're not here to actually give like some of your vulnerability yeah, into this project. Because also most of my projects are about emotions and feelings. If you're not feeling anything, don't be here. I don't want you here. Mm-hmm. Get out. I don't care. I can get someone else that probably is better than you. 
you yeah, know? It's easy as that because it's like there's not... It's, it's not hard to understand this. Mm-hmm. I feel like people just forget about it. There are people that just go start, do stuff and all that, and then they forget about why did you even start, you know? Yeah. And then also this is why I like this podcast, because then you have to talk to these people and you yeah. may, maybe start understanding as well where they stand with their values, where they stand with this and that. I think values is a good core, and I think Nick Knight has been one of my photographers that mm-hmm. I think has always some good values and intention behind his projects. And same with Tim Walker, and that's why I really like their work. But apart of that, I've never had a favorite photographer. But there's mm-hmm. a reason. It's because of this, you know. I see. I yeah. See. So it's a bit difficult, and I've been really upset sometimes because of this, because it makes you feel like shit. It's like, oh my god, this is really hard. And then sometimes you yeah. want to work with some designers, and then you realize. They don't want to actually, they're not that to make uh, the the customer feel something through their work, you know. Their work... Only mean, with money. Yeah, they, mon- they, they say, oh, my work actually doesn't mean something. It's just work that I want to sell. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. Open your company. But that's more commercial. And that's not my thing. And I, I mean, I do commercial stuff. Yeah, is it still art? But it's not really related yeah. to art. It's nothing. And I'm like, this is so empty. You know, and then, you know, people get creative directors to make it look cool and to be more sellable with things. Mm. You know, that's not cool. Um, so, talking about your experience with, like, famous people, how mm. do you deal with, for example, facing someone who is so famous, so, uh, you know, powerful, and mm. <laughs> you're about, like, to work with them? Oh, God. Uh, I just don't care. I just do you, it. You don't? I don't. I actually don't care that I think about yeah. it. Because most of the time you I took, just go to that. You took part in Moa Lola. Oh, uh, yeah. The... <laughs> there was like a lot of uh, very influential people, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about like, the experience. All right. So, um, uh, hello, Lucian Pages. <laughs> just saying that first. Don't kill me. But uh, I would say I went in the backstage... Um, just because I wanted to, you know, I I came that early, I knew I could go there, I could, I knew I could do it, because I was like, I look like a busy person who has good intention, I can just go in, so I just got in, <laughs> just like that, yeah, I, f- I found the intern, and I was like, mate, I'm a bit lost, because it was a warehouse, and I was going to the backstage just to take some pictures for Glam Cult magazine, and um, she was like, oh yeah, this is the... Um, the backstage and then she gave me a wristband I was like yeah that's it I'm in now I'm just taking pictures having fun with the models I, I love the models yeah. I think that that's the fun part of these catwalks um oh my god I feel like there are times where I like more the models than the designers really <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie there were times like that this year because I was like the models are so like they have so many stories to tell mm-hmm. people don't realize how valuable like everyone is valuable yeah but I feel like models they don't get to say a lot nowadays. Like in yeah. the past, they would they would do interviews or whatever. But nowadays, I don't see that a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, or maybe they will interview only the big ones. But then I'm like, what about the people that are starting? You know, I want to see what they feel. So that's why I'm also setting up a goal for this February to do little interviews in between when I can. Yeah. You know, it would be cool to do that. But definitely, um, just got into the mall on the backstage. <laughs> Felt a bit awkward at the first. Then I realized there was not a lot of backstage photographers. I was like, oh wait, I'm this the only one because they were also <laughs> shooting I think a lookbook yeah they yeah. were shooting the lookbook at the same time so they would change the model put them in the line and shoot the lookbook it was so cool I loved it I loved the mm-hmm. way they were shooting it I think I loved the lighting as well super um, retro night style and all mm-hmm. that 
and then um, I met the help <laughs> and this big duo from America was fun been emailing them for ages um, hi Noah I hope you're well <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that cool yeah that cool I had the fun listening to their stuff at the after party yeah, I went to the after party, took pictures of them, had fun. Also met some of my friends that I didn't see in ages. And also met some friends in my backstage, actually, like makeup artists and hairstylists. They looked, they looked like zombies, to be honest. But yeah. Oh, I can only imagine how much work does this. Yeah, also this year everything was clashing, so you yeah. were late everywhere. Like, even the shows either would, like, start or end late, and then you would be late to the next one. So, like, you're, you're rushed, you know. Yeah. You don't have to think about it, you just need to go. Uh, coming back to Lumen, what about like the backstage of the Lumen? How was it? Oh, it was really, um, it was really calm. It was just me, the designer. We had only we had our H Moa, so a person that did hair and makeup at the same time, and then we had uh, that. That's it, and the model, four people, yeah. <laughs> literally. And uh, the model was a new face from my lovely casting director Autumn Jensen, um, who is also who also has a model agency. So that was really nice. It was her first time I think modeling? Yes, but she was really good. Um, really good at taking directions as well. Really nice person to talk to, and um, it really fitted her. Um, I think. Some models have like an aura, you know, and you just feel it. So I was like, this fits her perfectly, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. So I just went through and said, I was like, okay, we need to do this and that. And she just understood that like that. I was like, this is amazing. I love when that happens because that's when you establish a deep, deeper connection with a model. It's not mm-hmm. just about work. Now it's here about more about you understanding me, you feeling me the way I feel you. Yeah. So it's more about that. Um, the same thing goes with the design as well. I had so much to talk with her about. And we were deciding, okay, let's put this outfit together, just black. And then we have the jewelry just like sparkling through it and talking about like how lighting can also like inspire people to that just kind of keep going on and all those kind of... Um, rhythmicality and fluidity in this world um talking about more like as well um believing in yourself you know mm-hmm. so that's kind of how i kind of saw it as well so just those kind of dots here and here so we can't just shop that it was really fast as a shoot as well it was really calm really loved shooting it just a white plain background me doing lighting adjusting the light creating the story in my mind then the nails as well um the designer made them mm-hmm. the, the, the designer made those long nails Keep in mind, this was not submission for days the first. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just didn't know where to send there, and it was just there. I was like, I will post it at some point. It's a lovely um little campaign we did, and I really liked it. It's really my stuff. Like I could see, I was like, that was my second best, because the first one was Alvin. That's yeah. one of my second best photo shoot I did, I think. Um, and I was like, I'm so proud of this and everything. And then um, I became part of the Days Club. And I saw that we're accepting submissions, and my lovely good friend Sean was like, "Okay, you need to send us something like new or whatever, like that isn't has not been published by any other magazine." I was like, "I'm just gonna send this because this has to be going somewhere." And every other magazine was like, "I want money in order to put this mm-hmm. as an ad as a campaign," and I was like, "Oh, we don't have that much money yet," uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so I was like, okay, this is going to work out. So I just did mathematics, you know. And then I ended up being um, in the first page, I guess, or like the first slide or whatever of the days. And I was like, that's really cool. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize that at that point I started realizing something. I don't celebrate myself enough. 
<laughs> so that's I, important when you're yeah. a creator. So, yeah, so I started doing that. So I was like, I need to celebrate myself more. Like, if some people think that I'm just, like, being, like, a bit more too fleshy or, like, my ego is coming out, I'm like, no, it's not my ego. I've just been oppressing it's myself. behind that. Yeah, yeah, I've been oppressing myself for many years, like, putting myself underneath boots. I'm like, I don't put myself anymore. I want mm-hmm. to let myself shine as much as I can. And if you don't like it, you can just fuck off, you yeah. know? <laughs> So what would be your advice to young artists or to people who just who just begin their story with photography or with art uh, or the industry? Uh, don't let people tell you what to do or not. Just do mm. what you want, you know. Mm. In the end of the day, no one is actually going to care and look at what you did or what you said, la 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 la. Just keep doing what you believe. Of course, if your values are wrong, maybe get checked out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in that case, it's a different story. But what <laughs> I'm talking about here is that don't let people, like, put their foot down on you, you know, let yourself shine, celebrate your achievements. Don't be upset if things don't work out. They will. You just need to keep working on it. It's it's a big journey, you know. Mm-hmm. This is not an easy journey. It's really hard. Make sure you have the right people around you, you know. It could be even people outside the industry, you know. I have my best friend. She doesn't work in the creative industry. She just, well, she works in Argos and mm-hmm. she's a lawyer student and that's it, you know, <laughs> like yeah. um, normal people life. Um, and she supports you. Yeah, she supports me 100%. She was the person coming to my door and knocking like a mad person because I was not replying to my phone, you know. <laughs> and then saying, Ibra, you go featured in days. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. That's not, that can't be true. I'm like, no, it's true. I'm like, okay, cool, nice. I opened my phone. I was like, Okay, this is actually amazing. And she's like, <laughs> you need to be proud of this. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, even definitely. me doing the backstage most of the time, also front of house and whatever, doing fashion week this year for Glam Cult, that was a big thing. But still, the moment you do it is the moment when you realize how much you don't celebrate yourself. Mm-hmm. But you need to start doing that because you just need to. Like, yeah. why don't you celebrate yourself? You know, it's sure, a good thing yeah. to do. You're a person, you need to be like, the biggest person that can cheer yourself up is yourself. It's not even your friend. Your friend is just going to be there trying to cheer you up. But whatever is deeper inside you... Yeah, it comes from within you. Yeah, it yeah. comes within you. You need to make sure that you're okay, you know? Yeah. It's not like someone else will come to help you and be like, I'm the hero of the story. No, you're, you're on your, your own hero of your story, you know? Like, you make your own story. That's beautifully said. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, okay. Simran, for the conversation. I love this, to be honest. It was so cool. Like, I learned so much about photography. So, yeah, it was great having you. All right. I'm, I'm quite happy. Yeah. I, hope I, I hope I was not too open, but to be honest, I don't really care anymore. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, uh, I think that that's the good thing about You're me. You're honest, you know. I'm honest. honest. That's what yeah. people start liking about me. That's why people work with me. Because they know I'm going to say the truth. Like, yeah. Even when I meet, like, designers and now they ask me like what I really think I just say the truth I don't hide because yeah. if I say to them oh it's not like nice and whatever and what, what they're doing at the moment because of this and this and I try to help them and be like maybe you should try this maybe this and this you know giving advices and then doing something with them it's because I want to truly help them because I can see the potential but they're trying to hide themselves or under under they're not how do you say? They don't elevate themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're scared. They don't, yeah. They're scared, you know? They're scared yeah. to, like, do this. They're scared to do that. Sometimes you just have to do it. Of course. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the Young Artist Podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Young Artist Podcast. 
Don't forget to stay connected with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Follow us at Young Artist Podcast for behind-the-scenes glimpses, updates, and even more artistic inspiration. Your support fuels our creativity.